Okay. Hello. Um, Belmars, do you have a story to catch us up with this week? Well, I guess not really an interesting story, just a lot, just really overwhelmed at work because, you know, with Texas being in a freeze, we're like behind and breaking everything. I'm behind in life. So I'm just trying to juggle it, holding it all together. <laughs> not behind in life. Um, do I have a, uh, the only interesting story I have this week really came from, well, on Thursday, like I had to go to get my tire um, fixed because like the light had popped on and I thought it was just the winter storm, but my car is like, no bitch, I have to do something. So I went to the, on Thursday, I had, I had a day off, like I had an extra day off. So I went to, to discount tire, you know, the place where you can get your tires replacing shit for free the these people have been wanting to get money out of me for years and i have given them nothing <laughs> i've been able to skate by without giving them any money but i pull up to the one like near closest to where i live right. and i looked cute let me just say that i had Ooh. space buns i had a whole bunch of pictures from that day i had space buns like half up half space buns down half space buns and I was like, I was trying to flirt with the guy in the front, but he was clearly frazzled because they had barely anybody there to help him. And I'm like, you can't even take five seconds to appreciate how good I look. Uh, <laughs> trash. And so, um, but oh my God, when I tell you, I don't know. I thought stupidly, it's Thursday. Like everybody, everybody that's going to work is going to be at work or is it driving is at work. I had went there at like 10 something in the morning. I'm like, there's <laughs> no way that they're going to make me wait for more than like, they're going to take more than an hour, an hour and a half on this car. Right. So I'd went, right. I'd went to get my air filled, like, but I had to go back to the apartment to get stuff because they were like, no, it's pretty low. You might want to have it checked out. So I came back. I had my backpack. I go inside the the little thing, like their little, their small little lobby thing. I'm sitting there, I'm on the computer, I'm typing. And like, I sat down at about like 10, right before 11, I think. And he said, okay. give me till one. Cause they were six people in front of me. Now I'm like, where are all these fucking people coming from? <laughs> Y'all are supposed to be at work. Damn it. And so, like, he's like, give me till 1.15, right? And I was like, okay, fine. So, like, it's right before 11. I'm sitting. I'm working. Or not really working. I was typing out a fan fiction. Leave me alone. And um, people are coming in. People are coming out. And I'm just kind of like, and I was really there. He really had me there till 1.15. That He didn't lie. And But I was just kind of like, brah. I've been here because I got there right before 10. I had to come back. I got there at 1030 and then they didn't let me go inside till 11. I'm like, I've been here for the majority of the morning. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is this? Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's nobody appreciated how I looked. Oh, I, I appreciate how you look. You look cute. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then they made me wait. They made me sit on my ass for like two and a half hours wait on a thursday this makes no fucking sense <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> mm. anyway welcome back to confrontational millennials this is nikki alley 
And I am Belle Mars, and we're recording this on the last day of Black History Month, and my God, what a month. Listen, like, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Y'all always find a way. It's like y'all conspire. Like, y'all meet every year before February, like January, in the middle of January, y'all like, okay, so what are we going to do to fuck up Black History Month? Because the Black people can't have anything. And so y'all just come up with nonsense to piss us all off and I'm tired of it like if it isn't mother nature conspiring to freeze us all to death it's the rest of y'all pulling some foolishness that I don't have time for so yeah and next and this episode will be released on women's history month I'm thinking what sexism will we be facing this coming month right like listen I there's a hashtag on Twitter right now that says cancel March and I was like (laughs) I don't want to cancel the whole month of March because Belmar's birthday is in less than a week yep I'm born on March 5th I share it with so many different people I realize I have a lot more birthday twins and triplets I share with one my a people, a person that I work with. I mean, he's ashy as hell, but he has a oh. PhD. So, Doctor Ashy, I respect you. Oh my gosh! I hope he listens to it and knows that we're talking about you. Um, but yes, Belmars is. Well, I told him he was ashy to his face. So that's right. So, like, hey, if you ever hear Doctor Ashy, we're talking about you, sir. Put some lotion on, damn it. <laughs> Give him some lotion again for his birthday, Belmars. Well. I would, but he said he's not a lady. It doesn't matter. Just keep giving it to him till he gets the point. That's all I'm saying. So, like, give like motion that's specifically for men. This yeah, is yeah. like dub for men that my dad uses. There you go. Or like, you could just go to like Bath and Body Works has like scents for men. Like, just put that, put, get something. Like, I'm tired of just like, I haven't even seen this man, but I can imagine the ash. Oh my God. <laughs> Yesterday, my brother was watching hip hop uncovered on like YouTube TV and they were mm-hmm. talking about like, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. Cause I don't watch the show, but like 50 cent was on there and it was about the time. Like they were recording him after he got shot nine times. Cause he's a <laughs> troll and nobody likes him. And so yeah. like, he was pulling his pants up to show all the people where he got shot and his legs were the ashiest things I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. I said, sir, you could start fires by rubbing your legs together. I don't think so. Get off the camera. <laughs> I don't care how much of a street Negro you are. <laughs> you- this is all sorts of wrong. Exactly. I mean, him ashy should be illegal. That's right. Wear fucking lotion. It's not, there's nothing gay. There's nothing wrong about wearing lotion. You dumb, ignorant assholes. Oh my God. Why anyone finds that attractive. But anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry. I oh, <laughs> I'm thinking interesting black women topics. Cause I was just thinking about this. I mean, because I'm behind the line right now. I mean, I'm actually going pretty good since leading up to my birthday. I found this thought catalog published by COVID- Kobe Biako and October 4, 2013 mm-hmm. on 32 things black girls like. He said, base because contrary to popular belief, black girls are not naturally born angry, bitter, bitch faced, struggling beings. We actually like things too. Mm-hmm. Also, while this is amusing to sit on the sidelines this week's white girls war on TC, I thought I remind everyone black women exist and can speak for themselves and every single black person on earth too, because awfully this list is gospel, so it's meant to be taken as such. Mm-hmm. So, and some of which I agree with. 
I mean, what's service number one? Weaves that are on point. Yeah, like I'm not a weave girl myself. Um, I was not. My my mother is very country. Um, <laughs> so she also did not wear weave. She doesn't understand it. Also, she's Christian, which I guess like fits into that. I don't know. But like she did not raise me. She did not raise me to like think that I needed to get a perm. She did not raise me to straighten my hair and she definitely didn't raise me to wear wigs or weaves. I don't have a problem with any of that, but like I like I've never worn them, but like I've seen women who can rock them and I say to those black women, "Yes, child. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the opposite cuz I guess my mom when I was like 5, 6, yeah, I think when I was like five, she gave me a relaxer. And then it wasn't until I was like 16 when I decided I'm going to go chop off my hair and wear it natural. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm thinking, though I don't wear weeds as much, I do wear extensions in my braids, which kind of goes point two. Braids are on point. Yeah. Because I work at a workplace and sometimes I work and get like passion twists or different things and people are like oh, your hair grew overnight Belmar and bro thinking, like I hate when people say that <laughs> shit oh my gosh um like no or I know the hashtag is black girl magic but we don't literally have magic to which to make our hair grow that's not a thing that we can do um but yeah I used to rock braids when I was a kid all the fuck like that was my mom's favorite thing to do was to braid my hair (laughs) easy quick go it won't look like a hot mess later that was her (laughs) reasoning (laughs) yeah and braids I still wear them occasionally actually I'm more into twists now and I like experiment with different textures and braids can help me do that natural hair number three talking about their journey to natural hair considering going natural or saying how they would never go natural i mean for a while i remember talking to my sister say i would never give up the creamy crack and then she realized yeah i'm just gonna cut it off and go natural now she's a giant natural hair and of course a troller my <laughs> sister stewie uh <laughs> her baby daddy sent her a picture of prince and toad and say this is what you look like <laughs> oh my god why would he do that to stewie oh, rude i mean they troll each other That's- i mean it's kind of like an intense <laughs> tennis match when they argue for good hair this argument is ridiculous. And I mean, I think we just kind of phased out of this idea, right? Of like somebody having good hair versus bad hair. And it, I think it's more of this like colorism argument that, right. that it obviously exists. It's not really an argument. It's, it exists, but like it's a further divisive action for black women to kind of like, you know, snip and snap at each other. Right. So like, yeah, for me, like personally, I've grown up, like, like I said, my mom did not believe in weaves. We barely like straightened my hair when that technology was easy to do like, or whatever. Like, I think when I was a kid, I only got my hair straightened. Like I could count on two hands, how many times I've had it. I was straightened when I was a kid. And so like, I've always worn my hair natural. And like when it transitioned into me doing my own hair, I'm lazy as fuck. So when I found (laughs) products that like, I could just like, like this is like Shea Moisture, it's gel. I just- I love Shea Moisture. Yeah, like a lot of people don't like it. And that's fine, like, because it doesn't work for your hair, it doesn't work for your hair, but it works for my hair because I think I have 
two like I, I feel like I'm in between a two and a three or something yeah like yeah like because my hair is real like nobody can see it but my hair because this is an audio medium but <laughs> my hair is real like it it waves at the top and then twists a little bit at the bottom right so it's loose it's it's looser than like a 4a to c or and whatever yeah. but it's yeah, I think it's probably like a three yeah I think I'm either a 3a or a 3b I can't I don't really know which one I I don't remember it off the top of my head but like a lot of people have like come up to me especially when I would get my hair done at like salons or whatever or um um like when I get when I would get it cut the first time I ever got it cut when I was 16 yes when I was 16 like my dad never let me cut my hair before <laughs> I was like 16 he would like he refused he would not let my mother take me to get my hair cut but when Ooh. I finally decided to cut it when I was 16 like there were several people in the shop who were like massively upset wasn't even their hair but they were <laughs> super upset because they're like oh but it's beautiful what are you doing and I'm just kind of like it's a lot like this is like this right now this is this is not as long as I had it when I was 16 but this is like mid-back and this yeah is and I've seen your hair long like all the way to your butt back in middle school exactly like so it's like that's like combing this shit out like <laughs> moisturizing it like I when I tell you when my hair is long the amount of like conditioner I go through is ridiculous you think Same. this thing is eating conditioner or something like you're like is it real is it like a living being that eats conditioner <laughs> what is it so like it's a lot so but like all of, I've had people I can't count how many like people have come up to me and been like oh my god I want your hair like and at <laughs> like oh you have such good hair like you have a great grade of hair or whatever and it's just kind of like and when you're told that like constantly throughout your life you believe it and then when you believe that somebody has good hair right then there's this idea that somebody has bad hair and of course right. like to the point earlier like people were telling me I had good hair because my hair is not like it's it's this wavy thing and I'm like I have some you know I'm light-skinned and it's just yeah. kind of like and then of course nappier hair is typically like 4a 4b 4c that like shrinks when water yeah um, my hair is 4c and of course I'm thinking I hate that my hair doesn't come that long and I remember hearing stories about my niece Munchie who has hair like mine and mm -hmm. I mean hearing about her natural hair struggles I'm thinking so sad and she has such beautiful hair yeah I'm killed to have my niece's hair I mean it's big poofy and long and I guess that goes to point five talking about hair in general and our hair related struggles that involve blood sweat and tears and for kids so I'm just thinking I just kind of get pissed off at some of my coworkers thinking yeah I wash my hair every day and it's just like I'm lazy I'm thinking I'm lazy with my hair too so that's why I like to get it in braids and hairstyles on to touch it for weeks mm -hmm. right and I'm thinking my hair is like a whole day to like detangle it and then moisturize it and deep condition it. I mean, I had to get my hair trimmed. I'm about to do a twist down on my birthday. And I'm thinking, and how my mom had to wrestle with my hair. And then I realized <laughs> I, they don't have to do that. So I'm thinking I learned how to take care of my hair better. Mm -hmm. So start at the ends mm -hmm. and then work my way up. And I guess if my partner, and I ever have kids, I mean, probably need to do like sit them down and teach them how to do black people hair. Yes, because it's, it's not the same. And then I think 
I never realized this until I actually went to college and I had to live with other people that were not black. Like, and, but like even other black people don't know this, like black men. I remember one time I went, my own cousin, like we went, we were doing something and they were playing with water balloons. And I'm like, oh, I'm not playing. Cause I just washed my hair. Like, right. like again, like I don't have to go through nearly as many hours, I think, as, as you do when it comes to, <laughs> but it's still yeah. like a lot of work. Like I have to spend yeah. at least a solid one to two hours in a shower, like to like get this manageable. So like they, that was like, no, I can't play a, a, with your water balloons, or whatever. I just got my hair washed. And they're like, well, you just wash it again. And I was like, uh, no, I was like, are you dumb? Like that's. <laughs> looked at them like he was stupid he's like well why don't you just wash it and I'm like no this is not this is not two minutes like this is a lot and I'm like also you're not supposed to wash your hair every day like you're basically stripping it of oils like why would you do that and like when I got to college like these I roomed with two white girls and then one other and an African and an African girl those two white girls would wash their hair every day (laughs) um not me like I would be all like Cause I think at one point I told them, oh, we were going out and it was raining. And I was like, oh, I have to be careful that I don't get my hair wet. I was like, cause then I'm gonna have to wash it. And they looked at me weird. And I'm like, what? And they're like, don't you wash your hair? And I'm like, no, you would know if I wash my hair every day because I like it cold clumps. I like a, a tiny toy poodle size, like <laughs> clump of hair will come out. Like when I comb it out, will come out of yeah. my hair. You will know, like it will be in the trash can and you'll be like, let washed her hair today. <laughs> yeah, like I was losing hair, but my hair sheds so much, especially if I have like a long-term hairstyle and I took it down, just like clumps and clumps of hair. And I remember coming in like, oh, you cut your hair. So you know, technically my hair actually grown. I mean, cause like, since I work with a lot of Southeast, well, southwestern asians mm-hmm. <laughs> think about the map for a You're second because like, <laughs> some of them been in the have been around black people for that long so i have to explain no i didn't cut my hair actually grown it's just braided in but i'm just thinking you know what just to save time sure i cut my hair yes just tell them your magic like yeah <laughs> my hair just every day it'll just decide to do something different you know, that's yeah. great. It's a living creature. It does what it wants. Yeah, because like you come with a different hairstyle every month thinking, yeah, I like to change my look. There you go. Exciting. Okay. What's next on this list? Next on the list is the color purple. I did see the color purple. When when did I see that? I, I feel like I saw it in middle school or like the beginning of high school. Um. I've seen on TV and I've seen this stage play. Um, Very emotional. Yeah. All my life I had, but. It's like the, it's like the epitome of black struggle. Like if you asked like a black person, any black person, like you just saw on the street, like, Hey, what film, like name a couple films that encapsulates black struggle. If they didn't name the color purple, then they live under a rock. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Like. I mean, there's color purple. The newer roots, I mean, the newer roots, uh, um, 2016 roots, mm-hmm. so depressing. I mean, it made me want to stay away from like white people for good. <laughs> right, like, why do we live with them? Can we live somewhere else? Like, where where can we go to be free of white people? 
Yes. And number seven, when almost any Black person competing against white people in just about anything, it ends up winning. Well, I kind of feel like Issa Rae. I mean, I'm rooting for everyone Black. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Listen, you don't have to, like, shit on other Black people if they don't do this. But, like, every game show... If there's a black person or a black family or a black, I'm like, them, I want them to win. <laughs> On Wheel of Fortune, I always pick the black person. I'm like, yes. And if they don't win, we're like, my family, we get personally offended if they don't win. Like, what are you doing? We disown from the family. That's right. Like, we're all, we act like we're, we all have a stake in everybody else's business. <laughs> like, if they don't, when like we like they've personally dishonored us and we can disown <laughs> them even though we don't know who this person is we're like it doesn't matter <laughs> win. okay number eight when attractive black men date black women yeah i'm thinking oh, yeah, sweet sure. sweet good on you idris elba good on you john boyega well i'm not sure if he's dating anyone right now but if he is yeah i know that's we like it obviously because we like attractive okay nine when attractive white men date black women this and i'm thinking, excited about but yeah sure thinking cool if you, if you see things differently i mean you could still date black people black women and still be problematic like yeah. bill mayer of hbo i mean he's in my opinion he's hella problematic i mean sure he primarily fucks black women but you sit down with neo-nazis and give them a platform on a show real time yeah like they're like i mean don't i think people need to understand like just because white people have a black friend or they like black women does not mean that they're an ally like you know what i'm saying like that's that's not those are not equal like that's not the same (laughs) like (laughs) i mean in fact, I get a little wary, like, if a white dude is, like, oh, I love me some, like, black women or whatever, like, fill in the blank with some egregious, like, like, stereotype here, like, yeah, like, like, it's kind of, it makes me wary, like, oh, why? <laughs> why? Why? For what purpose? Like, so... I just need everybody to put that out there. And I think like white men with black women is like, I don't know. Every time I see an interracial couple on television, yeah, it's usually a white man with a black woman. It's almost like they're trying to make up for the fact that at one point they considered us the least attractive like uh, group in like, of women or whatever like and so they're like we'll put white men who we think are the best with you and it's like but i don't want to see a whole bunch of interracial couples in which i'm i'm only supposed to be with a white man why like <laughs> why not i mean with their more blazing romances i'm guessing with when attractive men of other races they eat black women like one of the films that pissed me off so much was called romeo must die it starred Jet Lee. It was his first speaking role, and then the late pop star Aaliyah, because there were like two different rival gangs, one from China, one from Brooklyn. They were fighting with each other. In the end, in the original ending, they're supposed to kiss. Uh-huh. So, and 
but in the actual movie that came out, they just hugged at the end. So I'm thinking it's called Romeo Must Die, Not Romeo Gets Friend Zone. Yeah. It could be either A. Um, they said, oh, her lipstick caused allergic reaction with him. We want to cut it out. Or B, they put it with a test audience and they say they couldn't believe that a black, uh, an Asian man can be romantic with a black woman and make people uncomfortable. So with a test audience, I'm thinking that's more likely because this is about yeah. 2000, early 2000s, like 2001, yeah. 2002. I believe that. Um, but there is, I do want to say this, there's some movie coming out. Oh, Bougie it's, with Eddie Huang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about this like, yeah, it's about this Asian kid who wants to be in a basketball, uh, who wants to play basketball. And he, the main lead is a black, it's him and then this black girl that he likes. And so I kind of want to see that. I'm not going to lie. I want yeah. Even though I don't typically enjoy when the antagonists of a movie are other black people, but <laughs> I'll watch it. I mean, maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah. I'm thinking, damn, there's, I mean, no one's talking about, uh, dang it, Yao Ming, who was in the NBA and jeremy lynn who was also for the nba mm-hmm. i'm thinking he didn't play basketball but i'm thinking is it some part of the community that we probably need to address i'm thinking yeah yeah anti-racism yeah. stereotypes then again there's also like within communities as well and i'm guessing mm-hmm. when a guy of any race is hitting on you and the first words that come from mouth are not i really like black girls or anything to do with something chocolate flavor being someone the future black nubian queen yes oh my gosh i need y'all to eradicate these like words from your vocabulary do not call me any flavor of anything don't call me coffee don't call me chocolate don't call me like nutella mocha please stop like (laughs) figure out like if you have to bring my race into it like i don't i'm not gonna be interested into you in you okay like if you look at me and the first thing you see is like color like like and you're like that's what gets me going like i don't like i don't know if i'm gonna be with you like that's all i'm saying like I mean, if you're going to tell me anything about my skin, tell me it looks nice or soft, it's supple or something. Yes, like, damn. Your skin is glowing. Thank you. I know. I just put a new moisturizer on this morning. <laughs> something like that. Jesus, don't tell me that I look like a hazelnut frappuccino or some shit. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, 12. Any man who said he's an ass man, chances are, Many a black girl will start getting sick. That means they have an upper hand in something. I mean, I guess I want to break stereotypes. I guess some some black women in my family don't have an ass. I don't have an ass. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I not gonna one. lie. I don't. I have one, but it's not like it's not out there. Like, like a hip hop vixen with a badonk donk. No, it, I don't have all that. I got one, <laughs> but it's not like that. I mean, I I mean, like these stick out more. My boots stick out more than my. <laughs> Okay, so you have to be a breast guy with me, but like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, yeah, I guess 13. The fact that having an ass has been deemed desirable in popular culture, despite it being popped up by many non black women, even though the stereotype of black women with big butts has always been around. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is frustrating thinking, wow, the Oh, black girl's weakness is now white girl with the boot. I'm thinking, okay, 
stoic Christ. I'm thinking, sure, my fear is getting killed by Ronald McDonald, not a thick white girl, but sure, go off. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just like, I don't, we don't, I'm happy for every other, like, black girl out there who can be with an ass man because, yay. (laughs) But, like, we, I don't, like, if your first choice is a white woman with a a fat ass, it's just kind of like, you were never going to be interested in me anyway like and i don't want you anyway like because yeah. you gonna pass up again i told you on thursday it looks fly as hell you gonna look past up all of this for a white girl who just <laughs> happened to have You're an ass yeah it's nice confidence 14 the tv show scandal <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, I will say this. There are plenty of people who do like my cousin hate scandal because she 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 feels like it's she feels like it's what's the word I'm looking for? She feels like it's glamorizing mistresses like Uh. like the idea that like the black woman can't be the main chick. She has to be the side chick. And I was like, that's a good point right but also it's about a badass black woman that like of as as usual we have solves all the problems because let's be real as black women we're usually solving problems okay we don't know yeah. what you other hoes are doing yeah and also for scandal i remember carrie washington was saying that being she was the first uh black woman to lead a show in over i think 40 something years or 30 years yeah. um she said she has like a lot of things that white male protagonists have which is moral ambiguity because mm-hmm. i'm thinking for example take breaking bad he has moral ambiguity i'm thinking he's a criminal he can have people dying themselves and i'm thinking he has moral ambiguity when versus we don't get the same thing to uh olivia pope mm-hmm yeah. So. so, I mean, I personally am like scandal. Cool. Because like, it's a great, it's representation. It's great for people to see like a, a woman taking a black woman taking that kind of position. Um, but I do see like the criticism in the fact that like, she's sleeping with the right president and <laughs> she has to be a side hoe. And I'm just like, okay, I yeah. see it. But uh, in every other place in life, she seems like she's winning. So yeah. 15 hashtag white girl problems <clears throat> okay you're gonna have to explain that shit to me what does that mean or <laughs> uh, 16 making fun of hashtag white girl problems including uh-huh. but not limited to the psl struggles tan lines and the propensity to age poorly <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> when i when i'm faced with a problematic white woman i do make fun of her the <laughs> fact that she gonna look she gonna look like ancient when she's 40 like i'm not gonna lie about that and i do and i will say this some of them unfortunately they do not be looking the age like they uh, like that girl who like was arrested because she went with her boyfriend to some island do you remember that that happened earlier i mean Um. last year like she she like had went to a like a competition with her boyfriend in some island and she lied about her covid thing and they tested her and they they sent her to jail or whatever. I, if you don't remember, it's fine. But basically, like she was a teenager, and I saw a picture of that girl, and I'm like, oh my god, she looks like whole thirty. Like what? <laughs> she looks like she's a whole thirty. That's what happens when you're problematic, girl. Like you age faster. Like yeah, Kellyanne Conway. She looks like Skeletor. Pretty sure <laughs> the girl is only like how old is she? Is she maybe fifty? I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, her husband looks young, but then I guess that's when you're not problematic. Exactly. 17, the fact that good black don't crack. Yes. That's a, that's true. Like I still to this day get asked if I'm in, in high school and I'm like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Glad I look young. 18, hashtag black girl problems. Yeah. 19, when white women and men simply acknowledge that they're privileged because of their race. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's good. It's honestly great to have conversations that they are privileged with because of their race or because they're passing. And I do admit that I do have privileges too. Like I was raised mostly upper middle class, I mm-hmm. guess, later in life. And the fact that I'm straight female, I guess it's easier for me to say, oh yeah, I'm gonna take my boyfriend out versus I'm gonna take my girlfriend out. Mm-hmm. This is true. Everybody's gotta acknowledge their privilege. Yes, 20. When non-Black people recognize that Black girls come in all shapes, sizes, colors, and backgrounds. I yes. love that as well. Oh my God. I'm thinking it's not every Black person's like from the U.S. or right. there's also some that come from Africa, some from Europe, Canada. Yeah, and like I think an interesting thing, I was watching a video earlier and there was this girl, she was talking about like unpopular opinions in the Black community and... One of the commenters is basically kind of like, I'm tired of people trying to say that black people from other cultures are less black, like, like, like black Europeans or something like if you're from the UK and you're black, like, oh, you're not black. And it's like, I need y'all all all to acknowledge that, like, if you're black in any country, you probably have to face the same shit that like Africans and African-Americans have had to face. Like people, people have made it clear in this world that they do not like us wherever we go. Like that's, that's something we all similarly share. And if there is a culture or a place where that doesn't happen, please let me know so that I can move there immediately because I would love to not be in a country where, or a city even, damn, I'm not even asking for a lot, where people are like, hey, y'all are trash and we're going to take all your culture and your ideas and you can just be the backbone. Like, I would love to live in a culture where I'm appreciated, but uh, sadly, I have not found one yet that exists, so... Yeah, I guess 21, specifically returning to U.S. Americans, when people recognize that not every Black girl living in the USA is African-American. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing I do want to say, yeah, because I'm both African-American from my mom's side and then Bayesian from my dad's side. So I just, should I put African-Bayesian-American, like hyphenate every identity? Yes. Let them know, Belmars. Let them know. 22, watching white girls dance become hot messes at the club. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That's true. Every time like I see a video in which white girls attempt to dance our dances and they do poorly and they try to take credit for it, I, I laugh because I'm like, that's what you get. That's like that's like with the renegade dance that that black girl made up and everybody else kind of got credit for it. I was just kind of like, y'all can't even do it as well as she can. That's the thing that upsets. Like. Yeah, and twenty three when the when the person who's being loud in public is not black, and thinking, thank God, <laughs> just right. thank you for not fulfilling stereotypes. Right, but even if we are loud in public, like get over it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
let me live my life that doesn't bother me as much anymore I think like as an older adult like when I was younger I think like I because it used to happen to me all the time like if I was loud in public I would get shushed all the fucking time but now (laughs) as an adult I'm just kind of like yeah be as loud as you want I don't give a fuck everybody can everybody can scream if I for all I care 24 when black women express anger as unique racism and sexism they might face without being silent and labeled angry black woman thus i'm trying to delegitimize the intersect intersectional prejudice because i'm thinking it's hard i'm thinking do i defend black people i'm thinking then do black men's sexism or do i defend women deal with some women's sexism i mean racism yeah like that's I, it's definitely a it's definitely a hard balance and a hard line for us because like you especially in a workplace setting obviously because and I found myself having to deal with this a lot recently like because of one particularly ignorant ass man um in my <laughs> in the in the place that I work in but like you like you have to be careful of like how you come off obviously and I don't think people understand the like the fine line that we walk in like we have to be careful of what we say like the tone that we use we have to code switch like constantly (laughs) like we have to um you have to express your anger in a way that like you really is not healthy for you because you're bottling up a lot of shit yeah but you you know needs to be said but you have to be delicate with everybody else's feelings or or else you're gonna get you're gonna have repercussions on you that are not in any way shape or form fair because somebody else because susan from hr could like throw a whole fit but she gets to keep her job but if i even like mean mug a man sideways i'm gonna (laughs) get dragged into hr myself like girl why are you harassing other people like what the fuck so it's just like like y'all have to understand like that's like being black and a woman is like probably almost the worst lot in life you could draw as far as society is concerned because we can't do anything like a lot of the times we can't act a fool we can't like uh, yeah we can't be mediocre right we can't be mediocre like we have to work hard at everything we can't be lazy or else like because we're already a lot of people already think we're a lazy race so like if a black woman even puts her feet down for two seconds like it's like girl what the fuck are you doing why are you not why are you not hustling it's just kind of like jesus can the girl rest i would like to (laughs) i would like a massage i would like to constantly want to beat some people's asses for being lazy um i mean i can't physically i mean could i physically beat the person's ass i mean most likely yes but i'm guessing it'll probably look bad on me I'm thinking why do you feel like it's right to assault this co-worker i'm thinking because being a lazy asshole there should be a chart like um why do you feel it's okay to send in reasons and like if your reason is reasonable enough you should be able to beat their ass like that's all i'm saying <laughs> jesus <laughs> And it's like, and it's like, it's not only that we don't, we are not allowed to be mediocre or, and we're not allowed to be angry. We also have to fix other people's fuck ups. Like a lot of the time, like what I said earlier, black, when when I say black women get shit done, we get shit done while also always fixing every other, every other person fuck ups. Like this weekend, do you know, like we were doing a project. My dad had the paint. He kept dripping paint all over the fucking place. And I was like, (laughs) daddy (laughs) daddy (laughs) why daddy (laughs) like i swear to god like it's just like why so 
That's it. I'm done. <laughs> yes. And I guess since our culture is naturally matriarchal, because I know Stewie, I guess the head matriarch, acting matriarch in our family, and mm-hmm. we listen to what she says. So what she says as well. She recently had a birthday. I tried calling her, but you know, white skins don't call back. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Damn it. Slander. <laughs> okay, 25. Having white friends who just get it. I think it's important because I actually really enjoy like some of my coworkers that I talk now who I consider friends. They understandably get it because they're woke because one of my coworkers who she's actually native, but she's white passing. And she actually went to a Black Lives Matter protest as the native solidarity. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, you woke fist bump. bump. (laughs) You might get invited to the cookout. Um, Yeah, no, I don't I don't have a lot of experience. I don't really have any white friends. Mm. Not like as an adult, like friends, friends. You know, I have plenty of yeah. acquaintances, but not like friends, friends. So but I guess close friends. Yeah, I don't have close friends, but I hope to find one someday. Someday. Get you some white friends that get it. Okay, friends My other white friend that didn't get it because I was trying to explain, I think, like Black Lives Matter and why uh, why it's not too controversial that a lot of kids in high school are not standing up for the national anthem and some aren't. She said, oh, my friend's daughter is getting a lot of hate because you stood up while other people sit down and it's becoming a big issue and everything. I'm just thinking... I mean, the issue is bigger than some kid, high school kids, and it's gone a long time ago, but people feel strongly about this. I mean, here we are. We fought. We built this country, and the country doesn't respect us. Yeah. that's a, It's as plain and simple as that, and, like, I don't really... I mean, I guess I can't get it because I'm Black. Like, uh, the only way I could possibly get the other side is if I was not Black. Like, maybe. Like, I would understand. But, like, I feel like from a a decent person standpoint like why should somebody not protest the fact that you're killing everybody else in their culture or like you're killing you're killing their they're killing their culture like why would they not protest why why wouldn't they do right. that but like again you want to say it's disrespectful i say you're disrespecting us when we built this country and you decide to kill us for it you wouldn't even have a fucking flag if it wasn't for us you're welcome Yes, and I know Stewie dropped all that tea earlier in our Black History episode. Exactly. So it's just kind of like you could say it's disrespectful to the flag and the troops. I say you're disrespecting all the people that all the people that are look like me who have died or who are in the ground. You're stepping all over them because they built this country. You wouldn't have shit. You wouldn't have shit. Let me reemphasize that. You wouldn't have shit without us. Okay, nothing. Nothing. I and- have nothing. Listen, <laughs> okay. Whitney Houston said it best. You would have nothing. Yes. Twenty nine. The freedom to say the n word when a song comes on comes on, even if they would ordinarily not say it, and particularly laughing at all different reactions. Why people have it in the same instance? I don't know, cause I'm thinking with my partner's best friend. I'm not sure if they're best friends anymore. They're kind of breaking off now. Uh, he thinks it's okay to say the n-word in rap songs. I'm thinking, hell no. No, it's not. It's not okay. 
um i don't like personally like i don't say the n word that often unless like i i'm doing it for like a joke or something like like i mean like, around certain family they do say <laughs> i mean yeah we she drops it <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean with the gut and the gur sound. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she they'll do both. Like, <laughs> and they know that there's a distinct when you're called a gut, like if you're called the N-word with a gut at the end, they're just playing around. You're cool, you're friends. But when you're a gur at the end, like you're <laughs> you're in trouble <laughs> and like you about to get some shit. And <laughs> that's that's that. That's what those are the distinctions. But y'all can't say either. Like, let me be clear. If you're not black, you can't say either. Don't say okay. it. You can't say it. Like, just that's not your word. I mean, sorry, not sorry. Like, I uh, like if y'all would like to reclaim a word, I don't know what words you could fucking reclaim. But if bippity. y'all would like to take bippity, we won't. Black people won't say the word bippity. Yeah, I don't. I don't even say that. What the fuck is that? If you want to take that word, cool. But like, you can't just. You literally like. When let me tell you what happens when you say the n word as a white person, especially as a white person, you trigger a black person's instinctual ancestral like like anger. Like, oh, this man thinks he's a master. <laughs> That's what happens in our bodies. We're like, oh wait. He thinks he has a he thinks he has mastery over me and I I think the fuck not. That's what we, that's how, that's the reaction. We immediately get violent. <laughs> okay. 30. Fried chicken unless they are vegetarian, vegans or simply prefer their chicken grilled. I love fried chicken. I will say I this though, like some I've I've hear, heard people say that like some Asian cultures can fry chicken like real yeah. well. And I'm like Hmm. Like to check that shit out. Like a Korean fried chicken. Yes. I have to figure out if that's true or not. Cause uh <laughs> I love me some fried chicken. I mean, as long as you cook with spice, and that's good with me. <laughs> exactly. Like I'll eat any kind of fried chicken as long as it's good and and, and flavorful. <laughs> 31. Running things and knowing full well. The no BS affirmative action or lenience was given to them along the way, but they actually had to work twice as hard to get half as much and they're still heading straight to the top anyway. Yes, I stole that having to work twice as hard lines and scandal last night, but the struggle is real. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of, I don't know if I, except if you're rich, like if you're a rich African-American, like, I don't know that I believe anybody who came from like a family that wasn't well off and got to a higher position. I don't know that I would believe that they, you know, somehow finangled their way into the, that position. Like, I don't believe it. Like, I feel like they worked hard. I'm pissed off about, I'm thinking people talking about affirmative action, but they don't talk about legacy admissions. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking Mr. Johnny Philsworth the fourth is going to get into Harvard because just because the fact that his daddy went to Harvard and his father went to Harvard or he donated millions of dollars to go to for a library I'm thinking people don't give them shit but they give us shit if I like say oh I'm gonna go to like Cornell or something like oh you're going there because of affirmative action not because I'm working hard but it's like everybody at this point they pretty much just proved that that's for us anyway like it mostly benefits white women which uh, they don't need handouts either let me just tell you this okay (laughs) 
in the hierarchy of women, like women of different races, white women are below white men in like the power structure. Okay. Like y'all don't need that many handouts. The only thing the only thing that is against y'all at this point, and I don't even think like having a different sexual identity is totally against white people anymore, is the fact that you're a woman. That's it. That's the only like negative like tick mark you have on you is if you identify as a woman and you're white. That's it. But yeah. if you're white and you're anything else, you're fine. Even if you're a white gay man, you still probably have more power than a white like white woman or whatever but it doesn't matter because again white women you're like what third place like i'm just saying like in the hierarchy of things like y'all don't need that many handouts right at this point like i'm just saying like you're 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 up here y'all think y'all want to be down here y'all karen's and karen's and susan's and all of those people y'all want to be and becky's with the good hair, you want to be down here, okay? Like down here with the rest of us, the rest of the people of color that are women, um, but you're not. Let me just tell you that right now, you're not. Because if you can point to a black man that hit on you and get him killed, you are not in the same place as us. You're not. Yeah. Like, just so get out of here with that nonsense. You don't need handouts. Like. This has turned into something different. Okay, go on. Sorry. Okay, in 32, the occasional pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks and cute fall sweaters. Crazy, huh? I actually do like cute fall sweaters and uh, pumpkin spice. I mean, I guess my family's a little bit controversial, I guess, because we prefer pumpkin pie over sweet potato pie. Oh, my God. Listen, we don't do that here. (laughs) (laughs) We are a small growing region of Black people that like pumpkin pie, which are being silent. I know that's I think you are because listen ain't no way we'll ca- oh my god I have a, such a funny story to tell so last Thanksgiving my brother's girlfriend who's not black um was with us for dinner and this is the first time they've been dating for years this is the first time I think she was with us for Thanksgiving and she had never had sweet potato pie right and my mom instead of making like whole pies usually will make <laughs> we'll make we call them negroes in a blanket i don't know why she i don't and we don't say negroes we say we say the n-word in a blanket but like she made some for my dad because that's how my dad likes his pie they're basically like just hand pies like in with like whatchamacallit in there so like she makes a whole bunch of those and then my daddy and of course my brothers eat the hell out of them right and like my brother's girlfriend the middle child's girlfriend had never had like sweet potato pie ever like she had had she's like and then she goes well and we tell her about it and she's like is it like pumpkin pie and everybody it was like no no not at all no (laughs) pumpkin pie don't bring that nonsense here we don't eat pumpkin pie this is this is this is a sweet potato negro in a blanket household only we don't eat pumpkin pie and she's like oh my god so we were like, don't you bring your pumpkin pie nonsense here. You take that somewhere else um, and you and you leave it there because <laughs> we don't eat pumpkin pie. It was so funny. It was hilarious. And I guess probably to add on to another point with the hair, because I remember my niece Munchie told us a story <laughs> about getting her hair done. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, my 
uh, Stewie couldn't do her hair, so they, she gave it to her dad to do. Her dad was lazy, so he gave it to his brother to do. And his brother gave it to his wife to do. His wife is Korean. Yeah. So she she was about to do my niece's hair, and she said, like, what do you do with your hair? Like, oh, she put some oil and some water, so she got a little bit of oil and a crap load of water, and she struggled with combing it out and just put a bow in it. She looked like a hot mess poodle. <laughs> and she, my niece was pissed off. I bet she was. The one time my dad did my hair one day before I went to, I want to say, are we like four or something? Because my mom, my mom and my dad both worked when I was younger. Okay. So I think my mom had to go into work early or something. I don't remember what happened. And my dad had like the, the morning off or I don't remember. But like he had to do my hair and like he had it all over the place. And I was like, mommy, don't ever let daddy do my hair again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever let he do. But he loves it like that. And I think that's a, that's one of the, my dad has a, a, several good points. Like he's still, he's obviously, he has, there's some, still some masculine, like toxic masculinity and shit, like traditionalism yeah. in him. But like, I will say like, he does, he really likes doing my mom and I's hair for some reason. Like he Aww. likes helping my mom wash it and shit. And I think it's adorable and disgustingly sweet. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's it really. Um, oh, wait, there was something else that I wanted to bring up that I saw in that video that I was watching today. It was like about, oh, it was about black femininity channels. Like she was mm. talking about how like a whole bunch of people were hating on them. And I was like, that's interesting. Cause I've never watched one. And I was just kind of like, what does that look like? Like, um, Oh, sorry. I thought my thing was on. Um, <laughs> it's like, what does that look like? You know, black femininity, like, like journeys is what they would call it. And so I was just like, what does that look like? Hmm. Cause like, I, it's not something that like you, because like, like you said earlier, like the black communities, like typically a black family is pretty matriarchal in, right. in like historically speaking, like, because black men are more likely to go to jail. There are a lot of like women that typically have to take up the role as being the mother and the father. Um, but then like, even if that's not the case, like, I guess with our homes or whatever, like, with my mom, like my mom made all the decisions money wise, like my dad would make money, but he couldn't like, he couldn't just spend money willy nilly. Like not without my mama saying like he could or whatever. And so it's just kind of like, do you feel like black women, I guess, like, uh, and I think we also are looked at as typically more masculine, which I guess is why, like, there was a lot of, like, studies and shit, like, where people were saying, like, basically, we were the least attractive group of, like, racially of women. Yeah, and on, like, uh, okay, Cupid, there was a study yeah. a long time ago that yeah. terms, like, Black women were the least desirable, but they're more likely to, like, write back. So it goes, yeah. like, Asian, white, Latina, and then Black, which, ouch. And then yeah. uh, for like men, uh, it's the opposite with Asian men being the bottom. So I think it's kind of like this idea of like, because I guess culturally we have to be like assertive in many things we do, because I'm thinking we're kind of fighting of like both fights of like oppression, like sexism and then racism. And that's not counting any other isms that you're dealing with, like, okay, LBGT discrimination because mm -hmm. like the Black Lives Matter has been founded by three queer women of color, Black women specifically, 
big queer mm-hmm. black women. So I'm thinking because we because I'm thinking, okay, we have to be assertive. And I'm guessing assertiveness is seen as like a, a masculine trait. Mm-hmm. And I think it, or like with Serena Williams, they said, oh, she looks like a man. I'm thinking, no, she was pretty feminine body goals, in my opinion. Yeah, like they did that. And they do do that a lot. I think I noticed with darker skinned women because they did that to Michelle Obama Obama. as well. Like when she, especially when she and Barack first, like, because you know, like when she and Barack, when Barack first took office and that was like, what, 2008? Yeah. Yeah, 2008. Like, you know, fashion is still like an evolving thing. And so like, and of course, like this is the first time I get, like she was in a public eye, sort of, so to speak, like in that, like, regard and like there's a certain standard and level that first ladies have to meet or whatever and so like I think she was trying to find that sort of style and maybe some of them were like misses but like people would automatically jump to this thing of like her looking like a man just because like she happened to be like fairly built like you know what I'm saying like especially her arms I was like oh girl them arms love it I wish I had those arms yes like but I think that's what like I think and that that was what happens like you know like people will I think and this is why I kind of hate gender roles and like uh, assignments and like like those like all of this bullshit of like men like what's a man trait and a woman trait like bitch we have both like as human beings we all have both of those traits like there it's about how you display them And then at the same time, it's kind of like, even if I like, okay, for instance, I really like recently, I've been trying to find like, I want to wear like a big men suit jacket as like a dress, because I think that shit would be cute. But I'm not small. (laughs) <laughs> like I like let's just I, y'all can't tell I think you should be able to tell just by my voice that I'm not a petite ass woman okay yeah. I'm like I'm I'm five nine like I'm over uh, over 200 pounds like and my chest is where most of that fucking weight sits <laughs> like the middle is where most of this weight is okay so I can't just like buy a women's fucking jacket and wear it like a dress like especially not in my size even not even in a size like two times bigger than my can that work so I've been looking at men's jackets yeah, I mean, come around with a funny story that happened to me at work a while back. Because I guess sometimes maybe it's my ego and thinking, okay, I want to prove that I'm strong, can do this by myself, mm-hmm. don't need no help. That's right. So I was struggling to get this gas cylinder out. And then someone came along. Uh, he came in like, oh, do you need some help? I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, fine. Then for my ego to decide, thinking, yes. I need some help getting this gas cylinder off. And he just like, okay, I noticed you need a strong man to help you out. No. I'm just thinking, just someone strong. I mean, I want to say something more smart ass, but that's all I could think, think at the time because I was just shocked that he fucking said that. Fucking Dr. Ashy. Fucking Dr. Ashy. Um, but yeah, like that's, it's so like, it's just stupid to me like the the idea that like somebody is just automatically attributed and this goes for men too like men will automatically be attributed as feminine or gay or whatever they'll be given these 
they'll be given these like stereotypical whatever like identities or whatever just because like they like to wear the color pink or like right. they may like to sew like my dad knows how to fucking sew that doesn't mean he's That's like automatic yeah like because he grew up in the country bitches and like you need to learn how to do things for yourself because if you're gonna live in the country you may not know somebody who knows that i'm just saying so like yeah. he knows how to sew and so like like you you shouldn't because you like certain things everybody likes things that society has deemed masculine or feminine feminine they like both things and it's not like those things are hard and fast i would like to right. remind you all language is arbitrary as fuck like there's and clothes as well because mm-hmm. i remember like a while ago i'm not sure if it was this year or last year the controversy after harry styles wore a dress and i think gender stereotypes are harmful for both genders and just like racism is harmful towards everyone including white people yeah. so because these ideas of stereotypes or femininity wasn't set up by us so i'm just thinking it's good to like deconstruct these like femininity roles and kind of like build it and define it for ourselves i'm just thinking especially if you're like non-gender binary or uh trans or like thinking i like certain things like oh wearing because also what is feminine changes over time like for example only men wore makeup and heels and yeah and thinking women supposed to go bare face and also wearing wigs were considered masculine and thinking everyone as a kid and like wearing a dress as a kid was gender neutral in yeah. fact, I think Theodore Roosevelt as a kid, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, as a kid wore a dress. Because at considered at the time, everyone wore a dress because it's easy to get in and to get out or it's probably just confuse the spirits of, so you won't get your kid taken away. Exactly. And then at the same time, like you also have to remember that like, like pink was not always for girls and blue was not always for boys. That shit was mixed up my marketing at some point. Um, like and like, also World War II and Nazis because yeah. they consider pink a boy's color because which is softer version of red, red which is for blood. <laughs> yes, and so but then Hitler came along and said, okay, everyone in the Holocaust and these concentration camps, if you're gay, you wear pink. Exactly, and then that's how that happened. So I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like things have evolved over time. What was once considered masculine was not always considered like was not always considered feminine or the other or vice versa like these society is arbitrary as fuck like in one day it'll be like this is feminine and the next day it'll be like oh no like you know like so just like these this idea that you could just like label especially black women just because we're aggressive like hello like most women at this point are assertive like when they when they want something they go after it and Also, I would also like to point out that men, several men at this point have told me that they like when women are assertive, like, and they go, especially romantically and sexually, they're like, if you come after me, I like that. So it's just kind of like, pick one. Do you want us to be, have your masculine traits or not? Like, you can't just cherry pick when it benefits you. Like, oh yeah, I want my girl to be assertive when she's like coming after me, but not like anywhere else. Like, it's just like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of frustrating thinking, okay, I want my girl to be assertive and be independent, but then also, no, I'm the man of the house. You should submit to me. I'm thinking you don't get both ways. Right, like, you could also submit to me, fucker. That would be great. (laughs) Like hello we can submit to each other like don't come with this old testament bullshit 
uh, you're not even Catholic. Like this is, <laughs> the Bible says, no, you're not an alpha male. Sit down. Like we both run in this bitch. Okay. I'm Rihanna. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also on top of that, there's no such thing as an alpha male. Cause the guy who wrote the book on like wolf evolution, uh-huh. he realized he was wrong and ended up, it wasn't just like one big bad wolf and another like mm-hmm. uh beta wolf it ended up with just a family of wolves and just two wolf parents kind of deciding what they would do so i'm just thinking and adam ruins everything did a good segment of like there's no such thing as an alpha male because different situations yeah requires different types of people like sure you see a guy who's big and muscular sure he's good at crossfit but i'm just thinking okay would it be good at like programming but if you're like a good programmer you're a nerd and you're scrawny you'd be better in that environment so in that environment that scrawny nerd is the alpha male you know there's no such thing as that exactly and i have both my brothers are literally one is brawn one is brain okay listen and it takes like yesterday when we were when we were doing all that fucking manual labor like (laughs) middle child was like directions okay this is how you put it up listen uh big head was the one who was like like listen like heavy lifting all of that shit so like they're in the different situation like that's how it works like and so it's just like this basically the moral of the story is (laughs) stop using these traits as insults like don't try and tell a woman that she's suddenly a man just because she's assertive or she likes going to the gym or she looks better than you in the mirror and she could lift you up with her pinky okay stop like you you don't have to call her a man to make yourself feel better how was that how does that make especially men who do this shit how does that make you feel better about yourself if you're gonna call her a man why she could beat your ass because like i'm just saying i'm not as built as serena williams and most of these bitch made men who are saying these things i could probably beat your ass as well in the right circumstance (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Like, so like you, like, I'm just like, stop using these things as like insults and these stereotypes as insults and stop, stop thinking that you have to be, if you subscribe to being you, you're a woman, like you identify as a woman, stop thinking you have to be in a box, like get out of the box people. Okay. Screw the box. Screw the box. Well, don't screw the box. Like, cause that's, that's weird. That's like a, it's like a, a I don't know. Don't put your, okay. Okay. This step too far, but yeah. <laughs> Define yourself outside the box. I mean, explore. I'm thinking certain things about, do I subscribe? I mean, I'm not, I'm guess immune to the biases of what's considered feminine. Cause yeah, I do like to wear dresses and I do shave my armpits and legs. And even though, yeah, I know where those gender beauty standard types come from. I am influenced by them from a sociological point of view. Yeah. So I guess it's hard to break the mindset, but I think it's better understanding where it comes from as well. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, do I have anything else that I wanted to ask? Not really. 
Not really. If y'all can't tell, I'm hella low energy today, even though I have argued with y'all like at least 10 times. You notice that I haven't argued with y'all as long as I usually would those 10 times. I dropped it pretty quickly. I was like, ooh, I don't have time to argue with y'all. I'm tired. Ooh, it's 81 degrees outside. What the hell? Yeah, and I mean, it's all in the 80s as if it wasn't an Arctic blast like a week, two weeks ago. Right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, which is it houston oh my gosh all right well do you want to take a break belmars yeah take a break and we'll come back and do something fun and we're back okay so i did a little dive into our black ladies off of reddit and this person named garbage can account nice uh it's venting my white roommate just made me feel uncomfortable so i made her feel uncomfortable back feeling weird so hey y'all my white roommate and i were talking about black history Month. she asked me if i seen this guy on tiktok who made slave songs i was like no (laughs) and she went to get her phone and show me this about slaves in love i didn't laugh because it was corny and not funny and also weird this the first thing she oh shoot Sorry, guys. I said, I don't find slavery funny. Mm -hmm. And we went our separate way. She appeared uncomfortable after I said that. I don't know how to feel. I just feel really awkward. Like, I don't get up the impression I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't even hate dark humor. It was just not funny. And it's weird she found it so funny in the first place and thought I enjoy it. Anyone experience white people getting too comfortable with them? Because this is kind of what I want. But because that's kind of what I think happened um okay so i mean it doesn't sound like she's so upset with the the fact that it was made at all mostly just upset with the idea that like the girl equated the girl thought it would be a good idea her white roommate thought it would be a good idea to show her a disney worthy song about slavery (laughs) to her while they were talking about black history so like obviously i don't think i mean you feel the way you feel like i'm not gonna take away from anybody's feelings if she don't think it's funny then it's not funny i belmar just showed me the video i thought it was i mean it was just stupid (laughs) it was stupid it was stupid i didn't laugh that much i was just kind of like uh okay but like like like, yeah like if that's a that's an interesting place to jump after y'all were talking about black history instead of like i don't know like i thought it was probably like negro spirituals because i know like with my grandfather he was always humming i mean rest in peace papa green um and he was always humming i didn't know like negro spirituals i'm thinking if that's what you mean by slave songs the Paul would be different. Yeah, but you're you're showing me like a TikTok of this this boy being two people and being two slaves who act like they're in love. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like, Mer. um. So I get where she's coming from. I don't think she has to feel awkward, and I think this is a little bit of like the idea that like. You know how with white people, it's like you have to like, 
we're not allowed it's almost like societally speaking we're not allowed to make them feel uncomfortable about the shit that they do to us like like we're not like if we call somebody out for their for their bs or whatever against us it's just kind of like well why did you do that almost in a sense and it's just kind of like we're not we're not supposed to make them feel uncomfortable about the things that they do wrong like it's the same right. thing as like we're supposed to accommodate them it's the same thing as like if you're walking down a sidewalk and like four white girls are taking up the sidewalk even though they know they shouldn't be but you but you are your automatic response is to go around them anyway even though they should make room for you like that's that's another example so it's just kind of like that maybe the reason you feel like awkward and like maybe you shouldn't have done it in like a sense but i'm telling you right now squish that feeling okay squish it down (laughs) squish that feeling down this little white girl needs to understand where her limits and boundaries are with you and if your boundary point is hey like i don't like the fact that you basically we were talking about black history month and you thought it'd be cute to show me like disney's newest version of song of the south then like that's that's where you have to draw the line sis like so i don't think you should feel awkward but obviously you do and that's something that you're gonna have to work through you're clearly young We all went through this phase in life where we had to realize that, oh my God, I'm accommodating white people and why do they need to be accommodated? Like, just so, that's something that's just gonna have to get over. But like, yeah, you're entitled to feel the way you feel and I don't, there's no problem with uh, the response that you took. So, Belmars, do you have anything else? I mean, I think I agree. I'm thinking, yeah, it feels awkward kind of setting that boundary I'm just thinking, okay, certain things I don't find funny and just set that boundary and thinking, yeah, she's probably getting a little bit too comfortable for comfort. So I'm just thinking, just set that boundary thinking, okay, probably need to sit down. You need to educate yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like like we're both saying, set the boundary. You got to set it now because if she, if you hadn't said anything, she would have thought it would be okay to show you the whole entire movie of Song of the South instead of just, you know, this one cute <laughs> little scene. Like this one, just so. Yeah, you got to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. So I have my mom idolizes blonde hair or I'm talking to a guy that's not respecting my boundaries I think my mom idolizes blonde hair let's go Hmm. with it off okay my mom idolization of blonde hair starting to infuriate me to give some background I'm a woman in my 20s every man I ever had a relationship prefer Latina black or Asian women growing up my mother always praised blonde hair and would say all men would want blonde women to suit so as a young teen I hated my features would stay away from the sun so my skin won't get any darker I grew into myself and began to embrace my features. I never felt more beautiful. My mom consistently says men prefer blondes even when I tell her that my own boyfriend prefers women who look like me. She says if a man had a choice, he would pick a woman with blonde hair. I'm not sure if this is taking it too far and looking too much into it, but when my mom says blonde hair, I automatically relate it to white women. Men prefer blonde hair, completely pushes out black and Asian women. Only a certain percent of Hispanics have that hair color. Yes, you can dye your hair but my mom means a typical Pamela Anderson type. I confronted her when she made statements like this and she doesn't understand my point. I see in real life situations that men actually don't prefer white women, mostly don't even prefer blonde hair. 
associate blonde hair with the peak of Eurocentric features. It is a trait that originally only belonged to, my, to white people. My mom always had some self-hate. I'm sorry to seriously infuriate me, and I'm not even sure if this, I'm being way too hypersensitive to these comments. No matter how much proof from my own life and life around us, I bring to the table, she believes all men prefer it. It doesn't seem like a logical statement. There's men who walk around next to women of all shapes and sizes and says that it's probably just unsettling. All you know, she dyes her hair red and not blonde, but that's probably because she doesn't consider herself pretty enough for it. I'm starting to look down on her for not being proud of who she is. Maybe I'm being way too sensitive. Um, so this brings up a couple of things for me. Um, I remember the other thing I wanted to talk about from that video, and it was the relationship between mothers and daughters, like Black right. mothers and daughters and the toxicity there. But we can get to that later. The first thing that I thought of when she was saying this is um, your mom is giving in to like the society's Eurocentric like views of beauty right like the tip mm -hmm. the pretty privilege and like I recently learned that like the term I knew always like that this was a thing that like society basically pushed on us that like oh as like a man or as like a person who loves women like the one the woman that you want is a a white blonde woman with blue eyes like that's mm -hmm. your ideal like that's been pushed on us pretty much forever right you know what right. I'm saying so like your mom is basically subscribing to this old this old view of like beauty or whatever even though you know at this point that like most women are trying to be black like i i have a <laughs> sense that like this girl knows like and if you pay attention to popular culture most women especially if you look at famous women they are doing everything in their power to have black quote unquote black features which means yeah they're trying they're trying to, to look mixed exactly like they're trying to they're basically trying to look like me even though i'm not mixed okay just <laughs> um but they're trying to they're trying they're going for lip injections butt injections um tanning um like hair that's not straight and curly thin. hair wavy hair yes curly or wavy hair they're trying to do everything in their power to make themselves look as as racially ambiguous slash close to black as they can without actually being mistaken for black so <laughs> this idea that like your their mom is subscribing to is as if like all men want blonde hair that's her that's and you're right that's her self-hating and yeah. there's essentially like it doesn't matter obviously at this point how many times you argue with her she can only be helped if she wants to help herself which means right. that she's got to do the work like if she's got to go she's got to go to therapy she's got to talk to somebody I don't know, but you're not going to be able to help her get out of this aspect because it's pretty much been ingrained into her brain. Right. Probably by her own parents. And she's trying yeah. to do the same to you. And it's not fair to you. And I'm glad that you've been able to kind of like pull yourself out of that toxic ass like idea that you're not pretty enough. Um, but at the same time, like, I think as far as you kind of looking down on her because she didn't love herself like i mean don't like don't be don't i would say judge not lest ye be judged right that's what yeah. that's what that religion that i used to subscribe to says all the time 
Um, the good but <laughs> Yeah, like, but I mean, in some sense, it's true. Like, yes, you may not like it, but it's just kind of like, you need to approach your mom with like this i this idea of just kind of like okay mom like obviously like i can't help you but i need you to stop saying that shit around me yeah. like i am curious because i also been to mayana van zan fix my life oh, it also depends on the foundation i'm just thinking does she know her mom's story like yeah. where did you first first heard the idea that men prefer blondes mm-hmm. or why constantly think of that because i'm guessing was she bombed when she had her daughter so i'm just thinking i am curious about that so i'm just probably figure out your mom's story what she lived through and why she kind of come to the conclusion that men prefer blondes because i'm thinking talking to at least my partner (laughs) i mean he prefers me but right anyway um and yeah like it's just so yeah that's I mean yeah you can figure out your mom's story but if if she's starting to affect you in a negative way obviously you've been able to but what I don't want you to do is regress like you keep talking to your mom and she starts planting like little seeds of doubt in your brain because it's that's a thing that happens like when you spend too much time with somebody there you start to mirror them in some ways and so like if spending time with your mom is going to make you go backwards in a sense um in your beliefs then it's definitely not what you want to do and when you have to spend time with her I think you should make it clear that like hey like don't say that shit around me because I a I don't believe it but b like you shouldn't either and it's it's damaging to our relationship I think that's how you should put it and especially and you definitely don't I don't know if you have kids or not but if when and or if you have kids you definitely don't want your mama doing that because your kids ain't gonna come out like that either the more than likely they're not gonna come out blonde like so you what you don't need your mama doing is affecting some little girl that you may have and making her think that she's ugly the worst thing to me that I've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen this video, but it's this little black girl who basically, like her mom is doing her hair and she thinks she's ugly. Like she's Oh, I saw that, broke my heart. Oh my God, that was like, I literally cried forever. Like that's, <clears throat> I hate that shit. Like the last thing I want any little girl at all, but especially a little black girl to think is that she's ugly because of the way that she looks at all. So like you need to tell her for the sake of our relationship and the sake of our future, your future grandchildren's relationship with you, you need to fix this shit. You need to figure this shit out. Like, because I'm not going to deal with it anymore. So that's all the advice I got for you, girl. Like, but I'm just saying like, you need to tell her now, like that other girl with her roommate, you need to put the boundary down. Now you need to stop saying that shit around me. Right. I mean, you can think it, but I don't like hearing it constantly because I am curious. I'm guessing a little bit more forgiving. I'm wondering why is her story? Why do you think blondes? Because I'm thinking she was born in a different time or thinking I got better treatment for being blonde or maybe a previous husband probably or a boyfriend probably said men before blondes because I'm thinking men prefer whatever. They're strange creatures. Yeah, like they who knows man but yeah I mean I think that also brings me to the topic of like 
because the video that I was watching with that girl earlier who was talking about Black unpopular opinion, she was talking about how older women will like and this and it's a great it's a great thing to bring up because my therapist also has brought this up like before I haven't seen her in a while like I need to go back uh (laughs) but she brought this up like when I started going to her like that older women will feel jealous of younger women like especially like it happened with chloe bailey right there were like a whole bunch of older women were just coming out of the woodworks on like twitter and instagram and shit to tell this girl like that she basically wasn't shit like not not to like hype herself up or whatever because like who are you or whatever and so it's just kind of like this this jealousy like that older women have towards younger women or whatever and especially like with mothers and daughters right like I think is particularly bad and toxic and like this girl touched on it in her video quickly but like I I just wanted to talk about it like really really quickly with you um about like maybe I know you didn't you unfortunately didn't get to have your mom like a long time but yeah I mean probably for like 14 15 years like when I yeah for 14 years so and it was kind of toxic um I'm not sure because the distance because I'm thinking there's a difference between like older and younger women and my mom I guess growing up said you'll be a whore and stuff like that so I like stayed off of dating till I was like 19 20 mm-hmm. like to like my till I was like in college so I'm thinking it could just be she I didn't know at a younger age she was molested Mm. and yes I'm not sure if it's true but probably her first child was a miscarriage and then she had my sister Stewie and her husband at the time was abusive and he tried to kill her Mm. uh, my older brother and self my mom and but he tried to do a murder suicide but just only did the suicide part Mm. So I'm thinking probably a lot of like unhealed stuff. So I guess watching through Ayana Van Zandt, she's oh, here's this, her child who's trying to raise more her child. And I didn't realize, you know, being my grandfather was this preacher. He traveled around. He sure he got uh, nice houses, nice cars, good clothes. They went to good schools, but I think he paid so much attention to church. They didn't pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. So I thinking there's, and kind of has that, that boys will be boys thing. And that toxic idea got passed down to my mom where it's like, boys can do whatever they want, but girls, you cannot like my older brother, uh say like oh you want to spend the night your girlfriend wants to spend the night with you and the girlfriend what my brother was in high school at the time his girlfriend was in middle school she was around my age it was kind of weird that my mom's like okay you can spend the night together but when it comes to my sis my other sister riri dating say oh you're gonna be a whore because and because she only she wanted to just go on a date uh chaperone date mm-hmm. to the uh rodeo uh-huh. So I think it is kind of like this toxicity between like mothers and daughters where it's like to get more opportunity because I realized maybe as a younger person, I got more opportunity, more protection growing up than probably what my mom did. And maybe she may be jealous or angry because of it. And I guess she didn't know how to be a mom because she went from like having five kids to getting married, divorced, having a baby daddy, and then having two more kids and she has a lot going on and she wasn't really fully healed because she had a lot of psychological issues too. Mm -hmm. 
so it's a lot to unpack yeah the yeah definitely it is a lot to unpack belmar's situation with her mom is he's i mean i wouldn't say it's like totally atypical but it's not there's a lot more than just like you know i had a you like the mother-daughter relationship where the mom had a like a a positive upbringing and the daughter had a positive upbringing but there's still like some jealousy there um I guess my mom's in I situation would probably be a little closer to that like my mom uh, the difference is though like I mean my mom like with her mom like her mother was very I think that my grandmother was very jealous of my mom um and it's like, and I don't really know, like, totally understand the reasons why. I think my mom, I, I will give my mom credit in saying that she probably has done a better job, especially since I've, like, moved out. Like, I <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell y'all right now. If y'all are having problems with your parents, as soon as you can move out, even if you're, like, because I've, I've there have been tons of people that I know that I'm like, oh, I'm staying with my parents to save up money to, like, because I want to move directly into a house or, like, I want to, um, like, you know, like they're trying to make their, I get it. Like I was with my parents again, like up until like not even a year ago, but like, when I tell you your relationship with your parents will get so much better when you're (laughs) not there. Okay. Like (laughs) my relationship with my mother is amazing now, (laughs) like, because we're not constantly in each other's space. Like, Because, and I mean, I think it's partially like a territorial thing. Like that was, that's her house. Like, right. You know saying? Like that's her house. And there's like, you don't want, like when you get married, obviously like you want to have kids at some point, but when you get married and you establish a household together, it's kind of like you wanted to eventually go back to, this is our household and all of right. the Negroes that I birthed out of my birthing canal are gone now. <laughs> and so I can have my household back. Right. And I get it. And, but like, I feel like when I, especially when I hit an age, like when I hit my early twenties and I kind of started, I stopped going to church. I stopped kind of like, I stopped like letting her tell me what to wear, like, like what I could wear when I go out or like, um, like how to when I started like pushing back on stuff that's when our relationship got like especially a strain like strained because when I was a when I I did not go through a stereotypical like rebellious teenagers no like I was my parents had parenting fucking down by the time they had me okay even if I was the only girl all right like they had already went through a whole like shitload of shit with my my big head like the eldest brother (laughs) they had like already went through like the middle child or whatever and like all of his bullshit so by the time like they got to me they were like this one is going to do as many of the things that we want her to do as possible so like they were they ingrained into my head you're going to college like you you're going to college and you're finishing college because both okay. of my brothers like neither one of them finished college sorry mm-hmm. i'm outing y'all on on audio medium today my bad <laughs> but like they were like you're going to college and you're gonna finish college you're you're not gonna go out like and stay out at all hours of the night because big head did that shit all the time you're not gonna um you're not gonna do this like boys are a no-no like like they 
they had like a laundry list of shit and it's just kind of like and I followed that shit to a T up until like I got to college because I was again like I wasn't in that space with them um like close proximity with to them so I could do some of the things that I wanted to do but it's hard to break out of that stuff but when I finally got out of college and I like graduated and I kind of had my own mindset and I started pushing back on her and stuff like we we had a strained relationship we would argue like a lot because like I mean I was becoming my own person and it wasn't exactly what I think that she had molded for me and that was hard for her to come to terms with and so I think a lot of um I don't know exactly like because my dad is weird okay like my dad tension <laughs> is weird because sometimes I don't want it like because sometimes he'll just be all like like when I was with him for the week for the winter storm whatever and I was like hey I love y'all I don't want to talk to y'all for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> this is for the good of our relationship like y'all are, I'm so like oh right right he kept calling me he like he called me like four days that week and I'm like for what I have nothing to tell you nothing has happened <laughs> nothing has happened this week for me to tell you about. Like, I don't know why you keep calling me. And then you will get on the phone and say nothing. And like side bar, like that's a pet peeve of mine. Like, don't get on the phone and say nothing. Why are we on the phone? <laughs> why the fuck are we on the phone? You're not going to say shit anyway. Um, but like my dad, my dad, I'm like, he, he made it clear from the very beginning. All he wanted when he wanted kids was a girl. And so, like, I'm serious. Like, he had a whole name picked out and everything. Do you know how upset he was that he didn't get to name me Shanae? So upset. Okay? <laughs> like, when Martin Lawrence ruined that name for him, he was upset. Okay? But, like, um, yeah, like, I, my dad has put a considerable amount of more energy into me. And he's made it very clear that I'm his favorite. Aww. over my brothers don't all like that's not good like do you know <laughs> i get from my brothers because i'm my dad's favorite oh my god but anyway like and so i think in in that regard like my mom is a little jealous of me because she has to share that kind of attention with me especially when i was there from my dad and like right. But I think it's gotten better again since we since I've moved away. And she will probably dispute this if she ever hears this. But we can talk <laughs> about that in therapy, mommy. So like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I can't remember exactly what my therapist said, but I was telling her about something about my mom. And she was like, it sounds like she's kind of jealous of you. And I'm just like, I never thought of it that way. But yeah. could be generational jealousy, because also think of like one of my old co-workers when I worked at a different company um she mentioned how like each generation in her family like skips bonding so kind of like her grandma and her bond but then her mom and her daughter bond because and it's kind of weird because at the time when they became moms they weren't ready to become moms so like when she had her daughter her mom watched her daughter so therefore her mom and her daughter bonded and then also with her like her mom wasn't ready to be a mom when she had her so she bonded with her grandma so I'm just thinking okay I just think each generation woman she's jelly okay you got the mom I never had so Mm. it's kind of weird how like a lot of generations of I guess in certain cultures work like that 
Yeah, that's a good point. Because it does happen a lot with, like, I feel like most people are built around communities, but I feel like Black people especially are really, like, heavily reliant on our community. Like, when we say it takes a village to raise a child, it's literally, like, we have a whole village. Like, most of my family, so all of my family is from this one town in Louisiana. Most of my dad's family moved here. Like when the first child like had an exodus here, everyone else except two siblings followed. And my dad is one of six. So like <laughs> literally like there's four families that are within like less 30 minutes or less from each other. Like, you know, and so like my dad, like literally like if something happened to me or my brothers could just call one of his siblings, like one of them lives right down the street from them right now, could just call one of his siblings, be like, hey, something's wrong with Nikki Alley or Big Head or whatever. And one of them would be over there immediately. So it's just right. kind of like we're very like village oriented. And while I say that, like both my, I will say though, both my grandparents, they stayed in Louis, like sets of grandparents, they stayed in Louisiana. So like, I don't really have, I feel like some of my cousins have like a better bond with my grandparents than like my older cousins in, in not as much like the younger cousins. Like we, I don't think we have, cause we didn't get to see them that often. So we didn't really get to do like yeah. that. Whole and like with my sister Stewie, I think she probably has a uh, closer bond with our grandparents. Cause you know, with our mom, she was 18 when she had Stewie. So she was a teenage parent, teen parent because she was pregnant the last year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so she stood for, with our grandparents and our older brother as well went for like eight years. And that's when our mom decided, okay, I want to be a mom again. So of course, it's kind of hard to rebuild up that, I guess, that bonding. So versus me when my mom had me, because my dad will... They had me, and then my dad wanted to adopt my older sibling. My mom said no, and but they we all try to live as a nice, big, happy family for a while, and then they got divorced. I didn't realize because of my mother's infidelity. Yeah, I'm just putting all my mom's stuff out there. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, so was infidelity on her part, and then they got divorced, and then my dad's like, okay, I'm taking custody of my two kids. So here I am in Texas. Probably end up better off. Yes, because if you hadn't, you wouldn't be my bestest friend. It's true. I'll be <laughs> stuck in like, I don't know, like Detroit. Mm, interesting. You definitely would have gotten. Well, it depends on what part of Detroit you were in, but you definitely would have had a lot more yeah, Detroit or Pennsylvania. But and then, of course, being my grandfather, we always have to go to church every Sat well, Sunday. Whereas my dad's like, eh, you don't have to go. You can just do whatever. Yeah. My, but yeah. Oh my gosh. You see, I told y'all it was low energy as fuck today. I'm already, it's only, it's four o'clock over here. That's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, like that's, yeah, I just wanted to like, kind of touch base on that I mean it affects how we grow up as black women when and I feel like this is not chiefly a black women problem there are probably plenty of other races who have this problem as well but like this is about black women today so like (laughs) we talk about black women um probably later this month we'll try to be inclusive of all women but yeah even talking to my other friends 
of like my one of my white friends saying how like there's kind of like a disconnect between her and her mother so I'm just thinking it could be a universal one but I'm just thinking yeah we're talking about black women now and I mean to be fair like I feel like that's that's the way with like a lot of families like I feel a lot closer to my family I think now than I did as a child because as a child I feel like I felt like I was always I'm the youngest like the the middle child is eight years older than me and so that's a big gap like I mean we were talking about yesterday my mom went back to school like when she was in her 40s or whatever and uh, my brother and I were talking about yesterday like um we were talking about it yesterday and my mom was like "Mm, I went back in 2004 and I'm like oh I was in elementary school and and the middle child was like oh sophomore year of high school so that tells you how like John he was like he was a pre he was a pubescent like near adult when I was still like tottering around trying to do my multiplication tables so like (laughs) we I always felt like I was like I was clearly the youngest and everyone made sure that I understood that I was the youngest like eh, by a lot like so I feel like as an adult I'm like a lot closer to my family now than I was then because I think they take me like a smidge more seriously now now don't get it twisted like they still treat me like I'm a fucking baby but like (laughs) they take me like they'll actually listen to me now than in uh, as opposed to when I was younger so um I think as you get older those relationships shift and like when you're an adult with other adults because again like most of my family was an adult before I even hit middle school like they were adults so now as an adult with other adults I feel like it's a lot easier to like navigate life with them or whatever as opposed to you know when you're uh an evolving child um so yeah I think now I think same thing with my siblings I think we feel a lot closer because I remember growing up I wasn't close with Stewie at all I'm just thinking Stewie was mean she burned my doll hairs and she got a waterboarder for trying to snore yeah, she pours water because we all have to sleep in the same room she was evil I mean she still does her evil stuff but I think now as an adult I actually get to talk to her and realize her experience of our mom is different Mm-hmm. so I'm thinking I understand her now I feel closer now we try to talk every two weeks and figure out how life is going talk about this and I'm just really happy that um she's breaking a lot of with my other sisters that now have kids they're breaking off the cycle of like that toxic mother-daughter relationship because mm-hmm. I know if it was like Stewie and Munchie they seem really close and I'm thinking Munchie's gonna grow up to be a fine young lady I think so too yeah I like that I, I, I really want to do that with my daughter as well. I say that like I know I'm going to have a daughter, but I feel it in my bones. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, I don't want to just like be here like shitting on like our mothers or whatever. Like I said, like I think to close it out, I think my mom did a lot. I think my mom did the best with what she could as far as raising us and especially raising me because again, like even if you want children so badly, you're never as prepared for children as you think you are. Like I've, I've been like in a daycare setting for years at this point, like with my combined experience, I know as soon as I have a child, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I'm going to be a hovering ass parent, even though I know that shit doesn't work. But with the first one, I'm going to be like, what do I do? Oh my God, you fell. Like I just, (laughs) 
I already know because it's different with your own. And so it's like, I think like it's important to just like try to retain as much as possible about like what your parents did and what you could do better, but also forgive yourself when you make mistakes because we're all human and we're all going to fuck each other up some way or another. It's just about taking accountability and then trying to, you know, mitigate as much damage as possible, which sounds terrible, but it's the truth. (laughs) Yes. And I guess same thing with my mom, I guess as bad as she was, I'm thinking she was the woman that hold me in her stomach for nine months. And she also taught me some creativity and also loved me bees. She also taught me to write poetry. And when she was good, she was really good. And I guess I wish I probably talked to her a little bit more. Who now I'm crying to probably understand her story a little bit more from her. But um, are you thinking she probably did the best she could with what she knew how. I guess she didn't know any other way because I'm not understanding like punishing people. I mean, they've been raised by whoop they ass were oh my versus gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna try so hard not to do that to any of my kids. Where now if my siblings now that their parents, they really don't whoop they ass. I mean, yeah, maybe a plop on the head for doing something stupid mm-hmm. or like talk to them about it. But I'm just thinking there's different ways you can probably take care of a child. So I'm thinking they're probably from a different generation. I'm thinking they're kind of like just hushed up and just look good. So hopefully we'll break that cycle. And I'm thinking if she was here today, I think she'd be proud of the young ladies that my sisters grew up to be and the fine gentlemen that my brothers have grown up to be. I'm just, I'm like, you said brothers plural. And I'm like, no, you just mean one. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, Belmars, don't make me cry. Like, I'm on my period, and it's very sensitive. <laughs> I don't want to cry on our podcast, um, at least today. Um, oh, but all right, I think we're done, unless you have anything else that you want to talk about. Um, everyone stay safe, and if you could get the vaccine, please go get it. Uh, be masking, double masking, yes. and... Uh, happy end of black history month and happy women's history month whenever you're listening to this yeah happy women's history month happy end of black history month um can't wait for juneteenth i want to have a party um uh, <laughs> uh, but uh hopefully yeah, we used to do like a traditional juneteenth celebration but i'm just thinking would it probably be like commercialized to hell i mean i'm thinking oh let me go to best buy to buy me a computer for the Juneteenth sale. <laughs> right? Like they will. Um they will do that totally. But um yeah, like Belmar said, say safe, mask up. My daddy is getting his vaccine this week. Yay. Yay. My daddy actually got his first vaccine from like the VA. Um he was hoping he would get it from like uh Sam's Club, but mm-hmm. He got from VA. Mm, that's good. But he got it. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, everybody, if you can get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Um, stay safe. What else? Uh appreciate the black women in your life. If you have any, if you don't have any, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, go get one. <laughs> go get one and appreciate her. Okay. Yes. Cause we're the fucking best. Like I said, we get shit done. Um, and 
Yes, and don't forget the language that you guys appropriate from us. That's right. Fucking A-A-V-E. Yes. She's some of us talk like that like we're not putting on a show like we just fucking speak this way uh and you sound like a fufa when you say it i just want to let y'all know that even though y'all don't know what a fufa is but look it up <laughs> yeah that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna go take a fucking nap <laughs> nap weather i'm tired of i'm tired of holding up the world as a black woman i want to take a nap <laughs> give us all the flowers Mm -hmm. all of the bouquets all right y'all peace out bye